0: In this episode, I want to talk about a few often overlooked steps in the onboarding process. Most of you listeners have actually talked about or probably reviewed or have some guidelines with your company or your manager on how to onboard people. But what I find in conversations with leaders or even employees who've recently been onboarded, there are often a few missing gaps. And I want to fill these gaps or at least as many as we have time for today in this podcast episode. Let's get to it. Here's the question. How do you successfully transition into your first official leadership role, build the confidence and competence to lead your team successfully, and establish yourself as a respected and trusted leader across the organization? That's the question, and this show provides the answers. Welcome to the Manager Track Podcast. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw, and I'm on a mission to create workplaces where work is not seen as a source of stress and dread, but as a source of contribution, connection, and fulfillment. And this transition starts with developing a new generation of leaders who know how to lead so everyone wins and grows. In the show, you learn how to think, communicate, and act as the confident and competent leader you know you can be. Welcome to this episode of the Manager Track Podcast. Something occurred to me this morning as I was working out at the gym. I realized that I've been lifting weights and I've been going to the gym for a while and more seriously so in the last few years and I got to the point where I thought you know what no one has checked my form recently I feel like I'm always doing the same exercises and I'm pretty sure I could probably do them better or I could do something different and you know it kind of works but what is it that I don't know that I don't know? I should probably hire a coach and just have someone there who will review what I'm doing, give me some inputs, share new perspectives. Let me know what I'm doing that's actually not effective or not serving my goals, the goals that I have and help me be accountable and also help me be really focused on this particular goal that I have specifically for the next few months And so I was doing my gym exercise and I'm working with a coach now and it's been really amazing. It's been great going through this and having this outside perspective and realizing that beliefs that I had about when I should eat protein or how much I should work out and how long my workout should be and what it means to live till failure and all those things that I've been rethinking since working with my coach because she's challenging me and bringing new perspectives and ideas to the forefront. I also realized that I see a lot of people every day go to the gym and I see them every time I'm there, they have the same rhythm as I do or the routine as I do. And there are a couple of people, specifically a couple of men who were lifting weights and I've seen them lift the same kind of weights, let's say, you know, the, the chest press and I would do chest presses and I've seen them do those for years, maybe a couple of years, I'd say, and I see them every week and they do them multiple times a week. And yet I don't see their chest muscles grow any bigger. (laughs) So it occurred to me that sometimes we do things and it feels good and it's a good practice. And maybe they do not want to get bigger chest muscles. But sometimes we do the things because they're routine, they're comfortable. They feel okay, They feel a little challenging or a little bit like I'm moving in the right direction. But it's actually not getting us the results that we may want or the results that we could be getting by the same effort that we would put in. And the same is true. So here's the connection. I'm not here to do a recording (laughs) or a podcast episode about the gym or weightlifting. But here's the connection to leadership development. And this work, the reason why you're listening in, it's because Having these outside perspectives and rethinking some of the beliefs or ideas or the routines and habits or even behaviors that you have is a really important part of growing. If you are in a leadership role and you realize that there are certain things you've never thought about, um, there may be meetings or processes or approaches on how you lead that may not lead to the ideal outcomes or feel harder, challenging. Maybe it doesn't need to be so frustrating to lead people. It doesn't need to be so stressful. We don't need to be so overwhelmed or confused or full of doubts and insecurities at times. Maybe there's a better way to do this with the same level of energy, the same hours in the day, but getting a better result. And if you've been a listener to this podcast and you're interested in leadership development, Then I want to invite you to take the next step. I encourage you to schedule a call at RamonaShaw.com forward slash apply for us to see where you're at and how coaching or training could help you get to that next level, make the most out of the hours that you have in the day, lead yourself and your team members really well. This is all about optimizing what you're already doing and making it less strenuous. We're currently filling the seats for the Leadership Accelerator that kicks off on September 1st. It's a perfect time because the program lasts three months, which means you'll be done by the time we hit the holiday break. So if that's of interest or if you're looking for additional coaching or training for yourself or people in your organization, then again, head on over to RamonaShaw.com forward slash apply. Okay, with that said, let's dive into some of those missed or often overlooked steps that I see in the onboarding process. So if you have a new hire that's joining your team, there are obviously a few key steps such as making sure that they have access to all their relevant technical accounts and the login information that they need, that they have all the hardware that they need in order to do their job successfully. But also there are probably a few steps in terms of onboarding, information that you need to share, documents that they need to sign, and introductions that you want to make to the team and so forth. Now, here is where I think A lot of people miss out on the opportunity to really set them up for success, not just on the technical side or on processes, but on the relationship part. Let me dive into that first thing that I think often gets overlooked, and that is an entry interview. I will link to some additional resources in the show notes as well about the entry interview. But the whole point about this is that in the interview process in itself, the official interview process They will present themselves the way that they think you want to see them, right? The way that they want to be perceived. Now they've landed a job. It's day one or, you know, the first couple of weeks. And this provides an opportunity for the two of you, you and your new hire, to sit down and to ask a few additional questions about them as a person, what they're really looking for, the goals, what expectations that they have on this job or on the company, what it was that made them accept this role, what they're most excited about, what they're maybe a little worried about. It's a lot safer for someone to be open, transparent, and maybe vulnerable once they were hired versus in an interview process. So don't just take the information that was shared during the interview process but go deeper with an entry interview, And I highly recommend that you build that into your onboarding process to spend that quality time with your new hire. The second step is to share your user guide. A user guide is in essence a document. It could be in written form. It could be sort of a one-page document. I have all my clients go through this in the Leadership Accelerator program for new managers And in that document, they're sharing some of their personal preferences, ways to best communicate with them, i.e. you, what energizes you, what motivates you, What maybe some pet peeves that you would like Mm -hmm. other people to know about you, or development goals that you are working on, or feedback that you'd like to receive, your preferred communication style, sort of the implicit behavioral expectations are important to you, a little bit more about your personality type or your leadership style. A user guide is a document that captures all of that so that you can share it, that people have access to it, that you can refer to it later on or review it again once they get to know you a little bit better. But in essence, it's speeding up the process of two people getting to know each other. If you meet someone new for the very first time, right, we're learning about all these things that are working for them, not working for them, what they like, what they don't like. Capturing it will speed up that process significantly. This should not be a one-way conversation. This should be a two-way conversation because just as much as it would be helpful for them to know more about you as their manager, it is equally helpful for you to ask the same questions back to them and learn about their preferences, their styles, their personal development or professional development goals, and so forth. So developing a user guide and then initiating a two-way conversation about it would be number two. Number three, or the third thing that I think is often overlooked, is to guide introductions to other people, or what I call the guided introductions. Sometimes people are left to their own to go out and figure out who are the other people in the team, including their team members. And this I find is especially true when people work in remote settings or in in a hybrid work remotely. As a manager, you can really set the tone for a relationship. For example, when someone introduces me to a new colleague or another coach or someone in the leadership development space, or maybe even a potential client, if they create a really thoughtful introduction and they share what they value about me and they share what they value about the other person and why they think we should talk, that sets that relationship up for success. So instead of letting people figure this out on their own or going out and emailing people and saying like, hey, I'm new on the team, I'd like to talk to you. Instead, write down a list of the people that you think they should talk to and then make warm, intentional introductions and do so proactively. It makes people feel like they are set up to success. It makes a relationship be set up for success. And it's a demonstration of your leadership. Now, of course, you don't have to do this with 20 plus people, but choose five, maybe seven people that you think are most important for your new team member to meet and then introduce them with those guided introductions. The fourth thing is to equip your new team members. And what I mean by that is to not just share particular resources or software, but also equip them with information, the information that they need to be successful and provide them with the ownership and the trust that they need in order to feel equipped And confident that they can follow through and act on the task or the goal at hand. So equipping your team members means providing them resources and information. Offering them a sense of ownership and extending trust. And you may say, well, I do this, but you sort of internally feel that way. But you may not have communicated this. So the point here that I'm making is be transparent and communicate explicitly. Here's the task at hand. Here are the resources. Here is the level of autonomy that you have, and I want you to own it and I want you to own this much. Or do you have this much autonomy? And at that point, you want to loop me in be really explicit about it. And then also tell them that I trust you to navigate this and to come back if you have any questions. It may feel like, well, but that's common sense, isn't it? Or isn't that clear? No, it isn't. Over communicate when it comes to these things, especially in the beginning as someone isn't familiar with you and your leadership style yet or your personality. And then that brings me to the last one, which is to explain and share and talk about the explicit behavioral norms on the team. What behaviors do you expect? What are meeting manners, for example? How quickly should they respond to a message on a collaboration tool like Slack? How quickly do they need to respond to emails? What kind of flexibility do they have in their days? Can they take long lunches or not? How soon in advance do they let you know if they need to take a day off? And what's the policy for calling in sick? So any of those sort of behavioral norms, share that with them. And then I give you a little bonus one, which is a tool that I use for my clients and for their teams is called Cloverleaf. Cloverleaf has personality type and behavioral assessment on it. And if you bring your team on a platform like this, they can get to know each other so much faster, not just you with your user guide, but also each other. And it's an amazing way to onboard people if this is like a little bonus If you're interested in bringing Cloverleaf or assessments like these to your team and you're curious and how that would help you and onboard people or create good communication and understanding and appreciation of each other's strengths and styles on the team, then ping me as well. You can contact me at contact at RamonaShaw.com. Okay. Quickly recapping. Entry interview was number one. Creating a user guide and talking about it was number two. Having guided introductions to key people, number three equipping them with resources, information, ownership, and trust is four. And number five was to explicitly talk about the social or behavioral norms on the team. I hope you found this helpful and I wish you a wonderful week. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Manager Track Podcast. Bye for now. If you enjoyed this episode, then check out two other awesome resources to help you become a leader people love to work with. This includes my bestselling book, The Confident and Competent New Manager, which you can find on Amazon or at RamonaShaw.com book, and a free training on how to successfully lead as a new manager. You can check it out at RamonaShaw.com masterclass. These resources and a couple more you'll find in the show notes down below.